0: Those are the kinds of heightened emotional moments when I feel like I want to write it down because I might never feel that way again.
1: But I like poetry because I can just play with poetry. I can just kind of do what I want.
2: Most poets are embarrassed to write about love. They always apologize before they read one.
0: I think that love deserves to be celebrated, even if it is probably the most traumatic thing that your heart can experience.
3: Yeah, but how do you not make it cathartic, bring it close and personal, but still make it accessible? So I think it's really essential to poets to find their own way to work in a medium rather than yeah. try to work the medium like everyone else is working it. Writing down how you're feeling, and it doesn't matter if you never show the work, if you never talk about it again if you write it and burn it you've you've written and I think that's really important getting the release
0: it's very beautifully written I love your choice of words how do you come up with these beautiful phrases
4: I didn't want any of my sisters to feel excluded so I wanted to make it a point it's like listen you know this is open for literally everyone and we're going to treat everybody as if we're all
0: welcome you know this is a spot for everybody People see revolutions as are, are something huge, but for me revolutions are small things like a poem. Those are the revolutions that we need for everyday life to be something better, something that we actually want to live. I write because I want us to join hands together.
1: I write and hope that I can connect with the broader community of queer Muslims and Arabs and uh, people of colour, people from poor, working-class families, and hope that in putting down my road map to survival that they will find something that helps them.
0: It would seem wholly unsatisfying to be a human unless there were these moments where we feel something. There are so many different voices on this station Stories explain complicated, sophisticated things to us. There are stories out there, but we need to share them and then experience them collectively. Melbourne's diverse poetry scene.
2: Poets using their voices to entertain, to move, to take you on
1: a journey.
3: Connecting you to grassroots poetry and performance.
2: Good morning and welcome to the Spoken Word Show on 3CR Community Radio. My name is Brendan Bonsack and I'm here with Waffle Iron Girl.
4: Good morning, Brendan.
2: It is the Radiothon edition of Spoken Word. Uh, before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge that we are on stolen land, uh, the land of the Wurundjeri. Sovereignty was never ceded and no meaningful treaties have been signed. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Today we're playing Poetry that's been sent in by our wonderful listeners and contributors. Uh, and we're also thanking the people who have got us towards our target for Radiothon this year. Um, we've got some plugs coming up. And uh, let's get into something that was uh, sent to us by uh, the wonderful Lynn Tran.
4: Yay.
0: I wonder about that time in history. I take a train into the city. And I wonder how many times I've taken this very seat and how many times you or various strangers have sat here as well, drifted in and out of the same daydreams, staring out this very same window into the abstract void, wondering about our existence and the persistence of time, pressing up against our bodies, bodies that are sagging like drips of slow-moving molasses from the gravitational pull of the Earth's core. I hear the train's brakes grind to a halt and wonder too if these same brakes were able to stop time and I could go back to that place where my innocence was intact. That time in history when caring about money and job security was the same level of caring about Mickey Mouse's high-pitched accent or French kissing in the USA. When I didn't need to push a trolley down an aisle or stand upright on a tram so my body wouldn't brush up against the stranger's that time when I used to be able to look directly at your face and not feel a deep sense of shame about not meeting your expectations, when I didn't need to wear oversized rags and cry deeply into their scratchy fibres, muffling my rage and grief. I wonder how many other ears, hearing the same brakes grind to a halt, are equally travelling backwards in time, to those places, to those feelings they had forgotten those spaces that have reluctantly transformed into the unfamiliar, but were once coated in familiarity. Perhaps we are all sprouting angel wings and flying through this complex cosmos together, transcending space and time. But for now, we are sitting on train seats, separated by forgetting that we are invisibly connected, asleep in a daydream that never appears to end.
4: Oh, how wonderfully immersive. I, know, um, right? I-
2: what a beautiful way to start.
4: I know. Um, I felt the coffee kicked in. Um, I saw Lynn uh, read at the Collective Effort Press uh, Unusual Work launch last week, um, and it was similarly immersive. What a great way to start.
2: That was a great gig. That was, uh, that was a demonstration of the wonderful community that we have in spoken word. Uh, you know, carpets, people sitting on there, cross-legged on the floor,
4: Piled in like sardines at the back, but still enjoying it.
2: Yeah, drinking wine out of goblets. <laughs> You're on the Spoken Word Show, and this is the Radiothon edition. To make a pledge or donate, you can call 9419 8377 in NAM or text 0488 or you can donate online www.3cr.org.au forward slash donate. 3CR has a target of $275,000, which is no small change to me anyway. And our target is a little smaller, but still large for poets. It's $1,550. And we've got $580 so far from our generous community. Who are some of those people?
4: We have uh, thanks going to the wonderful Rowan White, Rob Shank, Fatula Reynolds, and Rob Scott. Thank you so much for your donations. Every bit helps, large or small.
2: And we've got 9.70 to go. Let's hear from another uh, prolific sharer of his poetry on this uh, show. This is Steve Atkinson.
5: This poem is called DNA. Are there cells in your DNA that are working for better health? Do the genes, molecules and proteins make for a better self? Can DNA cells be repaired with exercise thoughts or belief? Do certain foods repair your DNA? Is there any hope of relief? Can a DNA test tell you if you have a disorder or condition? Could it tell you who your parents are and fill in the pieces that are missing? Does the DNA activation find your dormant strands of DNA? Can a DNA activation change you? Could it take some problems away? Can DNA be replicated to make perfect copies of itself? Does our DNA body do it naturally? Could it change into something else? Can meditation change your DNA by 15 minutes of going within? Could being at peace Be what shows you if you are going to sink or swim. Does our DNA change as we age? What does it say? Living in our body after we die, slowly it will decay. Can your mind control your DNA? What about your heart? Would you see any changes? Where would it all start? Could DNA be changed after birth? Does the length of pregnancy affect your DNA? Do you have any DNA from your ancestors? What would the evidence say? Can prayer, yoga, tai chi be effective? Could herbs help DNA heal? Do identical twins have the same DNA? There is much DNA can reveal. Is animal DNA different to ours? What about trees, flowers and plants? Wherever you go, there is one thing I know, DNA can get quite advanced. Thank you. This poem is called AI. There are problems with AI. People now are asking why. We have new technology that we can't control. Many things that it can do. Is AI turning on you? It's evolving so fast, are we digging ourselves a hole? But when AI is used for good, it's doing things we never could. Is AI a power that we need to understand? Does AI have too much red tape? Is it destiny meeting fate? Have we evolved a power that will evolve past fellow man? Is anyone responsible for what's done? Knowing what AI could become? Its power can control your life. Tell me, does that make it right? Could anyone know what's to come? Has the future already begun? Is what's meant to help us become something we grow to fear? Do you know what AI has done? Could it be a loaded gun? Knowing there's no genie that is going to appear? Will we all be left behind in the AI pursuit to find the holy grail of knowledge with the gift of skill? Tell me where AI can go? There is one thing that I know. AI is so advanced, are we climbing up a hill? Where are we going? What have we done? Should we go back to where it all began? Is the future bright? Or are there big shoes to fill? People now can be cloned. They look like you on the phone. Also, they will sound like you. What have we begun? Thank you.
2: And uh,
4: asking all the right questions, Steve.
2: That was Steve Atkinson, and before that was Lynn Tran. We're on the Radiothon edition of Spoken Word. Call 94198377 to make a pledge. Uh, do we have any, any other people to thank?
4: We would like to thank the wonderful Emily Collier. Yay. David Munro. Poet pre. And a really good old friend of 3CR Spoken Word, Peter Davis.
2: Uh, Peter Davis used to be on the show uh, um, many years ago. Uh, the show was begun in 2009 with Rhonda Ron- Jankovic and uh, Santo Katsati, Peter Goodyear, Jared Watkins. Yeah. So we've been going for over 10 years and we've just had a pledge.
4: Oh, let us in, Santo Katsati. Oh,
2: Santo, we were just talking about you. Your ears were burning. <laughs> Thank you, Santo. <laughs> there's some websites that people can go to these days to find out about poetry. Mm. Would you like to tell us about those?
4: Well, there's MelbournePoetry.com. Um, it's an event listing website for Nam and regional Victoria-based. Gigs, um, and there's a spot for submitting gigs if you have one, um, and also um, an event list so you can plan the week ahead without having to go onto Facebook and Instagram.
2: Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. That's a great, great resource. Are they also on social media?
4: They're also at Melbourne Poetry on uh, a Facebook group. Look for M E L B Poetry A U and Instagram, and Twitter.
2: And I've also heard that there's a poetry festival coming up.
4: Yes, um, if you like festivals, and I do, there's a (laughs) Sonic Poetry Festival at sonicpoetryfestival.com. It's a community-based grassroots poetry and spoken word festival that's going to be in melbourne nam and regional victoria Uh, the sonic poetry festival team is taking expressions of interest from gigs and conveners right now at their website Um, so if you want to list your poetry event from the 25th of august through to the 10th of september it has to be during that period, but if you do want to, um, they would gladly uh, take your uh, submissions.
2: So That's great. So, what's the what's the website again?
4: Sonic, S-O-N-I-C, poetryfestival.com.
2: Thank you. Everyone check that out.
4: Yes. Um, definitely a community-run um, event, Grassroots. Um, they've given all their money over to 3CR for the donations, and so this. Just volunteer fuel and coffee.
2: That's what we like to know. <laughs> Speaking of uh, listeners and uh, long-time listeners, our next, uh, our next reader is Shay Patterson-Prince, uh, who was a guest on the show during COVID, I remember, um, with her husband, Jeffrey, uh, And she sent us a poem to play, and this is Shay's poem.
3: Most comes from scatterings of seed and mostly old sayings speak of seeding cast on stony ground about a sum of them building on others make tall rocky walls later after sunrise paul sightseer temples still our usefulness. endeavor never-ending will climb Wordsmith's etch lines in the sand. Fertility may arise after tidings passage. The richest scat areas owls The in common sounds crowds around. Thanks 3CR. You have been there for many and me for generations since early 1970s. Bye bye, Brendan. Love you lots. Thank you. Bye bye.
2: Thank you so much, Shay, and thank you for those beautiful words. Uh, yes, three CR has been here since nineteen seventy six and is an important part of many people's lives. Um, and I think that's being shown in the donations that are coming in.
4: You can call to donate now at zero three nine four one nine eight three seven seven, or you can pledge at. 3cr.org.au forward donate.
2: And any amount is greatly received. Um, any amount over $2 is tax deductible. So you can raid your Nana's cookie jar with consent, of course, or you may find a huge suitcase full of money under your Nana's bed.
4: I loved the wonderful post you put up about the poets that have um, featured or had their poetry played um, on 3CR Spoken Word over the last year um, and over the past many years. There are over 400 volunteers that bring you community-powered radio each week. um, And $50 pays just for one month of supply to keep uh, coffee, to keep (laughs) the Graveyard Shift volunteers going.
2: Let's hear another poem, shall we? This is Jazz Money.
4: So too the sunrise, with clarity and promise of who you will rise to be. So to the breaking night, who knows dance and feast and then resting. So to the moon, who sees all those standing on the edge of journey the moth lifting to light, the glistening nectar of now, the current drifting on. So to us hands held, ready to take the first step into glory glowing dawn. Thank- For the month of June, we're asking listeners to donate to the station to help keep us going. We rely on the generous donations of the community to survive. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate and show your support for community-owned and community-run media.
6: Dawn. Dawn, I take the train out of Gambia Station, heading east. Red mounds of earth, high small hills on either side of the narrow track. Farewell, what I sense... Of myself. On the last mound staked, a shovel, a Japanese flag. Now, again, the train lurching off towards Blora, mounds smooth as mudflats, hoed, rain-washed, eroded their peaks. A chattering of bicycles and tea stalls among the mud and puddles left after rain. My skin, hoed, black-beaten, weathered, flaking away.
2: My life.
3: 3CR Community Radio giving the voice to community since 1976.
2: You are on the Spoken Word Show, 855 AM. My name is Brendan Bonsack. We're getting to the end of the Radiothon show. I'm here with Waffle Iron Girl. We just heard a poem from Jennifer McKenzie. And have we had any uh, donations?
4: Uh, we want to thank Yelchi Fanoy. Alana,
2: a long-time supporter of the show. Thank Yes,
4: you, so wonderful and a long-time supporter of community as well. Alana Kelsell. Yay! And and the uh, wonderful Radio Laria fundraiser.
2: Ah, yes, thank you, Radio Laria. Radio Laria dedicated their raffle, their gig raffle, to our show. So thank you for your support. Uh, The next poem that we'd like to play is called A Difficult Love from uh, a person called...
4: Francis Horn.
1: A Difficult Love. And if the younger William Butler Yeats were one of his regular drinking mates, a few under the belt on Anzac Day would square this difficult love away, and Eve would open again her western gates, as if in that hot and leaf-veined beer garden things ill-defined, once voiced, would harden and every mythical hot to trot would find a handy parking spot outside the bar. In the light of what was spoken there, over sodden coasters and glasses, the valley would sing and shake her skirt of short grasses and brambles. Broad-faced bouncers would fall away. The angler and the poet would at last hold sway over all the mangled ritual that passes for a day. But Yeats, he knows, got tired of tricks and turned from gardens back to the bricks which piled upon each other make the world. And the valley has her type like any other girl. She likes a man with common sense, who kicks against the entropy of ordinary days, a man you can count on to mean what he says. Have a drink, she says, with that American, Robert Frost. I understand his roads and walls. You won't get lost with him. And at that point his mind ablaze with love and hate like gold and silver apples, hanging so low that he could no more grapple with the image of the tree itself Then with a single volume on his shelf he turned away from her, even as the dappled light that plays across her pale summer breasts came burning back through his every thought.
4: What a wonderful contribution from Francis Horn. Thank you so much. Um, Please call to donate now at 94198377. You can also pledge online at 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. Um, We're about to head out the door now. Uh, Don't forget you can keep donating throughout the month of June. We would love to get your contributions, either poetry or cash from under the bed that your Nana left you. Um, We would like to take you out with a timely contribution from Josh
2: Cake. Thank you so much for listening and keep those pledges coming. We have $970 to go and 15 days to get there.
7: Woohoo. Thank you for listening to Spoken Word. How am I doing for time? Three minutes. Thank you. Imagine you had one day left to live. Imagine, would you pray? Would you forgive? Would you tell everyone how you feel, sober, run around until you keel over, cook a final meal, overthink cause death is real? Or would you carry on as normal? Imagine you had one week left to live. Would you quit that grind that you hate, issue writs to divide your estate, wish your wits on a wide contemplating of pits that your mind can't escape? Or would you sit with a kind, honest mate, chew the grit and the rind of your fate? Or would you carry on as normal? Imagine you had one month, no, one year, no. Imagine the permanent arctic frost is melting into the sea. How am I doing for time? Twenty years? Okay, so I'm dying. 200 species vanish every day, so hot the cows won't touch their hay. Hear the scientist, hear the grazier, hear Iceland, who just wrote a plaque to mourn Ock, their first lost glacier, and more will follow, but what's crazier is that we all know it's all for profit. We march to our graves so that someone can make money off it, line their coffers with our stolen breaths, make me an offer, how am I doing for time? We all know that you and I are being killed on burnt ground for a couple of dollar bills and ill-earned pounds, that the Amazon's flames surging ever higher over thousands of shameless man-made fires, that when the Prime Minister of Australia meets the Prime Minister of Tonga, looks a weeping leader in the eye and says, Your islands will have to go underwater because I can't let my coal industry die. So lead your people to the slaughter. We will burn for money and we will drown for money. And some of us already have. How am I doing for time? Imagine you had 20 years left to live. Would your day-to-day seem strange? What would you change? If you knew, and we do, that a powerful few would end your world for profit and it would take all of us working together to block it. Would you fight for your life to stop it? Or would you carry on as normal? My psyche says it's normal to feel distressed and to fight for my future with every ounce, but she also tells me I need to rest and water my roots between the bouts. So I'm trying to savour everything. Every last bite of fruit... Every hand, every tune, not a glance too minute, every word shared with you. But despite all this beauty, that question drills through. How am I doing for time?